LF podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Winnie Wu. She is an interior designer with a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Interior Design. After a few years in the interior design industry, she discovered her entrepreneurship talent and decided to take a chance to start her own bridal boutique. With her passion for design, fashion, and love celebrating, she founded Jade Bridal in 2014. She understands what makes brides when looking at their grounds, and she is willing to walk through each step with brides and finding them their dream dress that makes them feel comfortable, confident, and gorgeous within themselves. Customers love working with her on finding and designing their wedding dresses. Jade Bridal grows rapidly and becomes one of the most popular bridal boutiques in all the Chicagoland area. So sit back, relax, enjoy this conversation with Winnie Wu of Jade Bridal. So today we're sitting down with Winnie Wu. How are you today, Winnie? Doing great. How are you? Oh, man. Sitting at Bites, enjoying ourselves, having a great conversation. So tell us what you do in one to two sentences. Uh, what I do, I am a founder and owner of J Bridal, which is a bridal boutique in Chicago area located in Pilsen. Okay. Um, the business has been open for four years. And, you know, one thing about a business like, like kind of different than other uh, bridal boutique is yeah. we actually have our own label and we offer custom design wow. in a reasonable price. So you're not so. just reselling. You're not just a sizer. Yeah, okay. we're not just like a retailer for designer gangs. And we also, because we want to adjust to different price budget yeah. and different price um, requirement. Like, you know, everybody's really unique, very different. Yeah. Not everybody wants the exact same thing, especially <laughs> now Wait, in our all generation. The same. <laughs> in our generation, we basically kind of like, you know, have been offered so many options, so many choices. So there's so many options out there. But each bride, they're really unique when it comes to their wedding day. Right. They say the most expensive outfit they're going to wear probably once yeah. for most people. Yeah. <laughs> Some people may be twice or three times, right? The same dress. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same That's dress. <laughs> but um, yeah, but it, it really is, you know, everybody walking with a certain vision and we really focus on is how to create a dress or how a boyfriend dress really express who they are, bring out their personality, their right. style, and make them feel confident and beautiful. So before we dive into kind of the experience a bride goes through in your store, mm -hmm. walk us through how you end up opening the store. Were you just getting married a bunch and you're like, well, if I make my own dresses, might as well open a store or what? Let's okay. Back on this is a little bit long story. Yeah, so firstly, I'm not married. Okay. Not and yet. I have never done it myself. Um, so what really inspired me was um, my friends and family, they all getting married, right? right. Everybody starts sharing their experience with me. And uh, back on that time before, the same year I opened the uh, open J Bridal, yeah. 
um, my ex-boyfriend actually broke up with me. Okay. And I always have a dream myself want to get married yeah. and get beautiful, have like my gym dress, right? Then at that time, I feel like, oh my god, my gym got shattered. <laughs> it was so heartbroken, honestly, at that time, because that was the relationship I took really serious. Yeah. I thought I would, would get married, right? And it did not work out that way, so right. I got really hurt, uh, did not end in a good way. And in my mind, like subconsciously, just have the desire want to fulfill other girl's dream. Yeah. And then, yeah, that was kind of like all, everything fall together. And okay. I was not really happy with my full-time job at that moment. Okay. I don't see growth right there. And friends start getting married, share the experience. My sister-in-law suggests how about we start a business yeah. and I look into different industry and uh, that was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't recall who who told me that joke was like, you know, two business never die. One is funeral, one is wedding. Correct. I'm like, okay. It all goes well <laughs> together. Let's open a <laughs> bridal shop. So yeah, that's how it all started. Do you have a background in fashion design? Or? No. no. Okay. I went to school for interior design. Okay. Um, so I used to work in a furniture store, yeah. which they also do custom furniture. Right. So it's kind of really similar, right? right. The design, interior design, fashion design, because we deal with uh, fabric, texture, color, um, this major thing, and the shape and the form. And personally, I love fashion myself. Right. So it kind of like, you know, all goes well together, honestly. I, I sometimes feel like, you know, God planned to have me to have my business because I never picture, I never thought of I will open a business. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what we were discussing before we started recording, right? It's just kind of following your passions. You don't really know what you fall into until you take the risk. And it's put in a situation where you have to have the opportunity to pursue your passion. Like, growing up, uh-huh. I, people are like, what do you want to be when you grow up? How many people are actually what they wanted to be growing up? How many seven-year-olds know exactly <laughs> what they want to be when they're 25, 35 years old? Zero? Uh-huh. I, I don't know if... I, want, I don't know if I should say wedding and fashion is my passion. I do have a dream yeah. for myself, like, you know, I want to get married, I want to have a wonderful wedding, I want to have a yeah. wonderful husband and have a family. That's definitely my dream. No? <laughs> <laughs> well, so anyway then, but I, I love fashion, but I was not passionate enough to get into school for it. Right. I love interior design, that's my passion. And then when I start the business, I realized what my really passion is really wanting the business. Yeah. I never thought about, like, I love building things. Right. Like, creating something amazing out of nothing, which is what I do for my business. Of course, open the business have lots of challenges. I don't have the background. I don't have the knowledge. Yeah. I don't have the experience. Right. I literally start from scratch. So it was really challenging. So I learned along the way. Right. And that was definitely moment I like, you know, have this shit. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to do it. But then I bought myself into like, well, but I really enjoy running a business. Right. Learning something new. I love learning new things. And so one thing I feel bad about for a lot of people in life is like, say, like my brother wanted to be a professional golfer growing up. 
Yeah. He realized in high school when, like, my dad coached him, like, hey, like, this is what you need to actually put time in. Like, the number of hours per week you can put time into this mm-hmm. and whatever to be above the best. Or above the, you know, right, like, top mm-hmm. 1%. And he just didn't like the hours to put in. He didn't, his passion became his job. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it for fun anymore. He did it because he had to. Right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that pursue, like, their passions or their hobbies, like, this is my dream. They don't realize everything that comes with it, mm-hmm. and then they start to resent it along the way. Yes, and I do agree one thing, like, you know, yes, you want to do something you passion, you love, yeah. and then the money comes along. That's ideal, right? Sure. So, but, like, that's a concept, and that's, yeah. like, something what you want to start to really figure out what you want to do in life. But also at the same thing is I would say lots of people take that concept and put it into business doesn't work yeah. for me from what I my experience and I see other entrepreneurs that doesn't work is like you take your business as a hobby yeah. because like you say that's definitely like struggles yeah. definitely like failures definitely challenges going to come along and definitely like times things does not go the way you want yeah. and the time you have to invest to do it and all this will you never picture but then you need to really shift your focus on your commitment what you really commit to do and you have to at some point really stop treating your passion as a hobby but as a business otherwise it will cost you like a hobby yeah yeah and you know you will not go anywhere i think that a lot of people just kind of when they start a business, they're so accustomed to working seven, eight, nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. They just think, oh, well, it's uh, 5.30. We can just like put my feet up and have dinner and relax, watch TV. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, and you're running a business, like, unless you're like somehow partnered with some great people that can just mm-hmm. support you, you're doing a lot of things yourself right away. You know, and all be available all the time. People just don't want to do it, but allows you the opportunity you want. Mm-hmm. People want the, I don't want to have a boss situation, but they also don't want to put in the work and effort. Now some people like, they start businesses or run businesses or do anything in life. It's like, I want to make like a hundred grand a year. Well, what value did you add to your company from the pay you a hundred grand a year? You made like four phone calls this week? Mm-hmm. Whew, good job, man. Like you're crushing it. <laughs> you know? it's a, it's a, yeah, so my perspective around that area I would say is I I love to create things as I mentioned yeah. earlier and I have been doing a training uh, with a company organization called Landmark cool. and uh, and I I call myself a life designer okay. you can have both way you yeah. can have everything you want the way you want to create it, but you need to put a structure, right? right? Lots of people, yeah, 9 to 5 is safe. It's always comfortable. Yeah. You know, you do it or you don't do it, you deliver what you say you would do or you not deliver perfectly 100%, you still get paid. It's always safe. It's you make a living. You rely on it. You just, like, that's a job, right? And when it comes to um, become an entrepreneur, open your own business, um, lots of people think like you need to put lots of hours and all those. Yes, it's true in the really beginning, but not all the time. Yeah. And also depends on how you manage your time. And you can manage your time with my training. And I realized like, yes, I can manage my time. 
And I um, I don't know if you with the book or any of the listener may with the book is the five hours work week or work day. Five hour work week. I, yes. I know it's I remember now. Five hour work week, yes. Uh, yeah, right? Pairs, yeah. yeah. I read three times. You read three times, yeah. yeah. So that's a good book. And when I read that book, I realized you can actually manage time to work five. I try. I actually test it, like test it myself. Yeah. And I try, I work five hours per day. Yeah. It works because you're more focused and because my business is based on appointment. So I can move into my appointment and then I create a life and work balance. Yeah. So I do not resent my job and I still keep my passion because when you keep working, working and you start resenting, like you say, like, yeah. hey, you know, I don't like it anymore. I I better go back to my old job and, you know, just yeah. be done with it. Because you start resenting it. But when you find a life and work balance, in running your business, you actually will find lots of freedom and right. happiness around it. it. It's really the structure. And and when you create structure, it's really based on what matters to you. Yeah. And start putting it like the things doesn't matter aside and uh, create priority. And the other part is building a team. You cannot do everything by yourself. And at some point, you have to bring in people or pay someone who actually, you know, good on working in that area, spend less hour and get it done fast. How do you choose someone to work for you? I've seen, so let's take the, the classic entrepreneur, type A, alpha male like personality mm. that wants to do everything, that can do everything. Mm. How do they choose someone to relinquish their responsibilities? Because if they choose someone exactly like them, they were gonna butt heads. But if they mm. choose someone that just like hangs around and is lazy, mm. stuff's not gonna get done the way they want it. So it got pissed off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do you find someone or just trust in someone to do it? I've done that a thousand times. I've like given people tasks to do things. Even my podcast, I had a partner in the beginning. Mm. I'm like, hey, can you edit this? I like put did like three episodes, and he's like, oh, I'm busy. I'm like, doing what? Dude, like you're unemployed. Like, I know, I just fired you. <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, it's like. But yeah, it, it just kind of, how do you kind of d- determine that? I mean, I think a lot of people are like, oh, like friends will do stuff, but then mm-hmm. they get hung up on the fact that they're friends and they're not yeah. going to be good at business partners. So obviously you went through that, so walk us through how you did that. Um, of course, like, I experienced that as well. When I first started the business, I was planning to do with my family, right? Yeah. Did not work out. And then I end up uh, working the first four years by myself. Yeah. I literally no experience everything, and then I run the business by myself. Yeah. Everything, making decisions. Um, then the training and really got me open up like, hey, it doesn't work. I start losing the passion. I start resigning my business. I don't have my personal time. I start losing fun, losing contact with people. Didn't like it, and then looking, working with someone. Yeah. Then I concern about what you talk about is then I realize yeah I can I have certain uh, like few interns and I see it is everybody will walk and tell you how great they are yeah well sure right no matter even you say like hey I'm going to start business with my friend yeah. the, you guys think like oh we click it worked right and you have this like this background this talent I have this so we're going to like make this amazing like we're going to make tons of money all this and the thing when it comes to business like real business I would say is you have to look at personality 
look at that person if that person really have passion in this area, not just you talk them into it. And you need to see like what they committed to do. It's more than like what you want them to do. If you, they don't have any commitment for themselves. They really walk in as I just want to get paid, yeah. right? And then you you cannot create passion for other people. You cannot create, um, you know, uh, a certain work effort for people. Yeah. But when you know the commitment, you understand like, hey, you know, that's what they want to like. Right now, my partner, uh, I don't call them my employee because I do not like the the term employee. Is sure. like you know, I'm your boss, you're my employee. I'm both you under me I don't like that and I I love people get empowered by what they want to create right. what they want to learn so right now like the lady who the bridal consultant partner with me right now they really is you know they walk in I ask them like okay you tell me your passion about fashion like give me some idea what you want to get out of this like yeah. what is your commitment what do you want to learn and then I talk to them like what I can offer so it's a mutual uh, partnership yeah. more so than um, an employer and employee partnership like that kind of relationship like because that I feel like that turn people off so much and when also they fun, yeah. yeah and then when someone what with you like that right they feel appreciated they feel important they also feel like you know their need is being need yeah. being met and they automatically just have passion and they want to work with you they want to be with you and expand with you that makes all sense because if, if I mean, <coughs> just stereotypically in your situation right your brow consultant partner mm-hmm. if she felt she was an employee versus if she felt she was a partner with you mm-hmm. I guarantee there's things that she does when you're not around or just goes above and beyond because she feels like a partner she thought she was an employee you were out like running in or something mm-hmm. trash needs to be empty she's just like see ya when you can do it yeah. well, she's a partner she's like oh we have someone coming in I'm gonna clean up a little bit make sure everything looks good everything's perfect I'm not gonna leave it where it's Winnie's fault I'm actually gonna create this thing my own but I also from her perspective I, like my own but I also feel like I'm a part of this myself and I think that's the great way to go right I think a lot of people I think a lot of companies want people to think that way, but then people on like the management level just don't treat them correctly to empower them. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say at the end, like people are people. People want yeah. to be treated nicely, yeah. being respect and being treated as they important. Yeah. They what they think and what they concern about yeah. matters. It's not that you know like oh you pay me and whatever you say is right yeah. and I always tell them uh, when we get into certain disagreement right and I will let them know because they will think like okay it's your business you want to do it this way and I I told them like okay it's not a winning way yeah it's not my way it's nothing personal it's really like it's the business because yeah. we're running a business. Let's like say I'm not treating it like a hobby. I'm not treating it like I don't bring in like a personal relationship when it comes to professional area because yeah. it's a business. 
you know, I want what you do, what you you do, what you have like passion about, like you enjoy doing it, and then at the same time you get paid for the energy and time and the effort you input into. So we create like a business, and that's how it will work, and how you will get paid, and how we can expand. If we don't do it, you know. Then we are going to close. Like you're getting nowhere, I'm getting nowhere. Yeah. That like who would like that, right? So it's not my way. It's the business way. Yeah. Yeah. So walk us through what someone would experience. So let's say I propose to my phantom girlfriend tomorrow, right? Okay. And she got excited, <laughs> and she is just like, oh, I really want to go to, you know, Jade Bridal to get dress some money. We walk in the door. I have a chain like on my legs, some ball and chain already, you know? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're here, like my address. And I have a checkbook out, like crying already. What is she walking through? What, what's her experience? What is she going through? Like, because you know, if you don't mind me saying, you're definitely not like, you know, a famous designer that someone's like, I want a Winnie Woo dress, right? Mm-hmm. So they walk in from my referral because I want to work with you. Like, what are they experiencing when they walk in the door? So, uh, one thing that we really focus on is the experience of the customer and meeting what they desire. Um, And we don't, like for me personally, in my business, I don't call it we a bridal uh, sales web or sales people or like uh, a bridal stylist. I don't. I call ourselves like bridal consultant. I'm just consulting you to get what you need. I don't think any bride need other people to create their look because I believe every single bride who walk in they have a vision and from my experience it is true and you know even brides they walk in like I don't know what I want and then when you start like talking to them you listen to them and then they really tell you (laughs) yeah like I want something open back and actually I think I like this but I always dream to have a ball gown, right? Yeah. So, like, and I, oh, I actually have, like, this tattoo I don't want to show, or, like, oh, I actually have this tattoo I really want to have something complimented. So they know. It's not like they don't know. So no one really needs a salesperson. Yeah. Because they can buy a dress online and don't need you to sell them. And and I don't think no one ever needs anyone, no matter what industry, what business. You don't want to need anyone to sell them something. It's more that... You know, they walk in, they have a vision, they yeah. know, they might not know how to describe it, um, but then they just need someone there yeah. to really hear what they need and what they decide and what their vision is and help them to locate the item. Fair. So that's how I see it. And when the bride walk in, of course, like, you know, we're going to get her vision, like, you know, get uh, some basic information, the wedding day. Because all That's the justice, yeah. yeah, the justice take time to order and the location and get an idea like what kind of theme or if they have a special um, requirement for the location. Maybe like it's summer wedding, you don't want a long sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard. You don't want a huge ball gown which is heavy. If you do a banquet hall, like a really grand, like you know, a formal wedding, right. a black tie, right? You want something that is going to go with the venue. Yeah. So we want to get a vision, like what everything is going to look like and what season. So what is practical, because we are not only going to focus like only the beauty. Yeah. Lots of bright day, 
or like even I don't know from my the experience from my friends share with me or even some other boys like one thing people not learn is the the part is need to be practical. Right. When you wear wedding dress, it's still an outfit. You're going to wear it for a whole wedding day for most people three unless days, you have three like hours, two or three hours, dresses, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, longer than that, probably more than eight hours yeah. with the ceremony, the uh, yeah, the pictures, the reception, everything, right? Yeah. And you're going to dance, you're going to sit, you're going to eat. So <laughs> there's lots of activity yeah. involved. So you have to be practical. And lots of brides, they walk in, they don't um, think about it or it's the first experience for most people. Right. They would not even like notice it and with bridal magazine and all the social media, it's just showcasing the beauty. Then we're going to divide the bride like, hey, what is practical? Like we want them to know like the logistic of like how everything's going to work out. Right. And even they love the dress and I also let them know, do you feel comfortable? Do you think you can move? Do you think you can dance? Yeah. Those basic things. And, and our bride tend to appreciate it so much and they really think through it. And we don't like to put pressure on the bride um, because I know that planning a wedding is already really stressful. Yeah. So, and you know, and when they come in, they're not going to come in alone. Some they do and they really know what they want and some they have a huge bridal party. <laughs> Everybody going to like pitch in, have their thought, idea, yeah. opinion, everything, right? So we're really going to adjust the like adjust to the main thing is like what the bride want, right. what make her feel good, and you know, and help her to ease the tension from other people. So, um, so in order like she can really focus on what she want and what works for her. Yeah. At the end is her wedding, and the other part is have the bride to focus on what matters the most. Okay. It's not only the dress, it's the meaning of the wedding. Why you get married. You're starting a new life. She asked me on a date on Tinder three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> hey baby, I can like do matchmaker as well. Um, so yeah, like you know, and when we see somebody they stress out so much. Yeah. And personally I would share with her you know, about my perspective, if right. they're open to it and direct them to really back to what really matter. Because a whole wedding is a celebration. It should be like joyful, it should be fun. Yeah. It's not like you're putting up a show and also it's the main thing is love. You fell in love with someone. Yeah. You decide to marry that person and you guys start a new life stage together. Yeah. It's a celebration for a new life yeah. and also for family you know is like two family become one it's really amazing and wonderful so don't lose focus on what matter the most you know the the whole uh, decoration the wedding dress and everything like it's important but what's most important is why you get married yeah what's the answer to that yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit long, but yeah. Should so, I answer so, your so, question? <laughs> yeah. So walk us through real quickly. If someone decides to come to Jane Brown, what they're in store for price-wise, expectations. Price-wise, uh, we're really open on that. Like I said, like we do have bride to come in. Like they say, you know, it it could be like my I renewed the vow is yeah. my second wedding or uh. The trend is, most of the couple right now, they really yeah. 
they're getting like married older, okay. not that young, and most of the couple they literally they have their own budget. Yeah. No longer is I have the family like contribute the yeah. money to make the wedding happen. So the couple really focus on um, the the important things. And some they like to keep the wedding intimate and small. Yeah. And some they want to just do um like a wedding hall. I'm like I'm sorry, the city hall like uh, a side paper yeah. and and then just have a dinner with the family. So they want something like really practical, still bridal and really cute. Yeah. So they come in with four hundred dollars budget and then we customize something, you cool. know, within their budget for them. And of course, we do have bright light, have a higher budget, and we do have like some really nice designer gang to meet the uh, requirement as well. Awesome. And so, what's the best way for people to know more about Jade Bridal? Yes, on social media, website. Yes, we do have social media. We do have Instagram, which is uh, Jade Bridal Chicago, yeah. and our website is jadebridalchicago.com. Uh, we also have a Facebook. If you search Jade Bridal, it should come up. I know Jay Bridal is pretty common. How I come up with the name was because uh, for I'm Chinese. Okay. So Chinese, we don't, uh, back in Asians, right? We don't have diamond. So when we get married, like it's Jay or Go, so there's no right. diamond. And Jay become like always something really precious. Yeah. Like for generation to pass down, like grandma passed to the mom, and the yeah. mom passed to the daughter, to the granddaughter, and things like that. So Jay is literally like the symbolization of diamond for Chinese. Yeah. So I come up with the name Jay Bridal. Cool. So I don't doubt, like if you search Jay Bridal, maybe other like bridal shop in other <laughs> country might show up. But Chicago. please. Yeah. Focus on Chicago. <laughs> well, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. This episode is sponsored by Bites Kitchen. The best of times are always shared at the table. Good food, good drinks, good stories, good friends. Wish I had any of those. <laughs> at Bites, they believe that good food is more than merely a part of survival. It is their passion. It has the power of transcend language, cultures, and ethnic backgrounds. Through food, they share their culture with new friends and old. They share a piece of who they are. And by coming together for meals, they trade good stories while creating new ones. At Bites, they want you to celebrate cultures from around the world. They've been inspired by Thailand, China, Japan, Korea, and more. They are also excited by the opportunity to continue creating new recipes. Food is always better when shared amongst friends, and that is how they shape their menu. With creative cocktails and a menu that is constantly evolving, a new story always awaits you at Bites. Show up, I guarantee you see me sitting with my Buddha in my hand. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) 